This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Two schools, the only ones that we have uh, that we have reported today are Blue Ridge and Pena. Once again, county schools, a whole different thing when you've got the big win like we've had overnight at the end of the day. They get the drifting and stuff that's hard for people who live in town to understand. But once you've been through it, you see it, you understand. And when you got to get buses and all that out. So that's what we have. Somebody asked this morning on Facebook, what about District 61? Like, nope. You can uh, run it right up the flagpole <laughs> right now. I think we have, a, uh, we have we someone who can answer word. that question uh, in studios. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Rochelle Clark, who is the uh, superintendent of District 61, and Kent Metzger, who is the uh, DPS director of buildings and grounds. Geez, like you don't have anything to do on a Friday morning, but we'll spend time with us. I'm good. It's not like we have snow to plow or anything like that. Uh, you, you got frozen pipes and, and uh, uh, all, man, you have you had like one of the most difficult jobs of anyone over the last several months? Well, you know, it's a busy job. Yeah. You know, you just. Things keep coming at you and just keep dealing with them on their way. So, all right, we'll find out about that. And and uh, when, when did you first hear about Stephen Decatur? Um, probably the same time you did. Yeah. So we woke up that morning and it was like, okay, we have a problem. All right, let's deal with that problem. So they are back in today. Yes, the okay. uh, Stephen Decatur side is back in. The alt ed side, we still have a little uh, wet issues that we're dealing with. So, uh, all right. so uh, man, frozen pipes can be just disastrous, right? Right, and it's totally unpredictable. So, you know, you, you try to anticipate, and then in those kind of conditions, Mother Nature throws you a curve. So that's what it happened, and we don't hit that curveball, I think, but we're we're getting there. All right. You, you know, when you have so many properties, like, well, let's say a big freeze is coming in, and you got to think about all of these buildings that you have. What's the preparation look like? Well, one of the things is, you know, oftentimes for energy conservation, we'll do evening or, or weekend shutbacks on utilities. We we don't really do that when the weather's going to be like this. We want to keep that temperature, core temperature up in the building. So that's number one. The other thing I, is, I talk to my people and I say, is there anything that we know that has been a chink in the armor in the past and, you know, let's address that and, and make sure that we have all those bases covered. So because of historical knowledge, the guys are, you know, been around for a very long time and, and yeah. they know what to kind of look for. So we prep for that. Boy, that's important. Right? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you always have these things that come up, which you don't anticipate, you know, and so this happened to occur on a pipe that was behind a cabinet. Maybe that cabinet was there for the very first time ever. Maybe we just got lucky in the past and the wind wasn't from the right direction, but it, it's three quarter inch pipe burst and we had a lot of water come out. So. Uh, and a lot of damage and then a couple of days now. So when, uh, what, when will the rest of the, the place be open? Everybody will go back Monday. Okay, so by Monday. So uh, the kids on that side had three days off, the mm-hmm. others two, and, and back at it. How do you make those decisions? Uh, I mean, now this one's an easy one because you, you've got an emergency and you can't send the kids. But you get up this morning uh, or yesterday afternoon, you're looking at the forecast. I, what, what does that look like? Because I find it to be very different by superintendent. It is. Um, I'm actually in a superintendent chat group, and we talk about how things are looking in our specific areas. And so like today I'm in, but there's a few of us that will be out. So we just talk about what the weather is like, what we're seeing. Um, and because we're so spread out, we have a pretty good view. And so then I sit with the team and we make a decision. Okay. And, and is that decision, is it, I mean, does it come down to sort of gut? I, I mean, uh, because clearly you've got buildings all over the city. Yes. And, and it is a gut. And you look at what the, um, you know, what the weather is stating. Um, I'm always on apps. I'm talking to people all the time. But I made a decision last year because we were having a, a live Zoom call and we were supposed to get a blizzard. And then it happened to be a dusting. 
Yeah. You know, so I, I called it because of this blizzard that's yeah. coming. And then something shifted and nothing. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't most people, I, I would think that there would be, that most people would rather err on the side of caution. Absolutely. When it comes to kids being out and, you know, the dangers after 30 minutes being of being outside or the snow um, impacting the drivers, absolutely, I want them to be safe. All right. So, and then, then what other factors go into that, though? I mean, you, you've got only so many days you can use, mm-hmm. right, before you get financial punishment, you know, from the state. Yeah, we only have five e-learning days. We only have five snow days. And once you utilize all of that, then, you know, you're you're in school for that extended period of time. All right. Now, so so you're saying that that even if you're out of your snow days and we have four feet of snow dump, those kids are going to school no matter what. No. Or if they don't, it just costs the school district. It, well, we wouldn't bring them out if it's going to cause harm to them. Right. But we're just going to have to make that time up in the summer unless we get a waiver of some sort, like an act of God type okay. thing. Okay. Now, when I this may sound like naive, I, I don't know. Did we not learn from COVID to be a little more flexible? I, like, I'm surprised now. I know there are factors. Like, Moral Forsyth the other day, like, their internet was down uh, in, in, in their area. So the idea of going to e-learning, you, you know, they're on a different, you know, thing out there. It, you know, but aren't we a little more flexible today? And then does the state reflect that? So the state has policies and procedures that we're learning about every time we have a situation because I did have to involve them with this well, last the, thing. Yes. So, and we just have to abide by that. Unfortunately, I do know that they recognize that we're going to have problems, and I think they're looking at these things as they unfold. I would think that it's probably bureaucracy at its best, which is you know certainly what you get from state government. It seems to me regardless of who runs it. Uh, uh, but we would have more options today with the technology than we had 15 years ago. Yes, and I think they're still looking at you know look at what the, look at the decisions that we're making now and is it actually helping? Okay, so let's talk about buildings and new buildings and uh, uh, where we are with uh, all of the projects that are going on. Uh, do you oversee all of that? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be a headache just thinking about I, it. But, you know, I oversee it, but I've got some great staff working for me that help a lot. So Yeah, but when you're a director of buildings and grounds, that means, I mean, that's everything. That's mm-hmm. like the operations uh, title. Uh, that I mean, Everything is operations. Yeah, I tell people, you know, I've, keep the lights on we keep the heat on we keep everything rolling as best we can keep the keep the buildings intact keep the kids going to school as best we can all right where are we on the old uh, uh you know that we're you know basically not condemned but you you found out in the fall kids were not going to be able to, what's the latest with that well right now we're, we're continuing to maintain the buildings in a heated condition 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 spaces um, because we don't know ultimately what's going to happen with them. So we don't want them to degrade just because they're exposed to inclement weather. We've done some winterizing and things of that nature to help, you know, make them more freeze proof, but we're just continuing on and we're, we're doing a, a bigger study, determine which piece of the puzzle is going to fit well, where, and then we'll make some decisions as to where we're going with those buildings. Uh, and then how much of that is, is, I don't want to say political, but I mean, you know, he's going to give you facts, you know, here's the numbers, here's the math. Does this make sense? Does that not make sense? And then does that buck just stop with you? Is that something the board's involved with? I mean, I mean, what, what, and I know you won't have all of those answers, but what does that look like? Well, in the end, the board is going to make a decision. So we're not stopping here. We're doing a feasibility study as well. We're going to involve the public in some conversations, but we do have to make a decision about the use of our buildings. Okay. And and what's the timeline on that? Or is there one? 
Um, we're looking to complete all of this this school year. I don't want to give a specific date because it's going to take as long as it takes. Um, but we're hoping to complete this before the end of the school year so we can make a decision before the next school year. Okay. And, and then how have the portable classrooms worked out? Oh, they're lovely. I don't know if you've been over there, but the kids are I've, I've driven it. by it. I've, I've not been in one. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. For for most people, they probably have an odd, like in their head, they kind of think what that looks like. I mean, this is modern stuff though, right? It yeah. Is. I mean, actually, the, the classrooms themselves are quite nice. So when you get inside, um, it's remarkable you don't even realize you're in a modular um you realize it's just the outside view that you realize you're in a modular and, but that all flows very well too so um we've had some hiccups you know and logistical issues starting when school started but i think the school staff has been fantastic Absolutely. the kids have been good and i mean they've come to you know make it make it work and i think pretty seems pretty happy we don't hear I many do, complaints yeah. out of that so that's good all right and and then by the way uh literally kent we we need to build a new school too well, we're in the process. Already. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's going on. Uh, slow down a little bit this week with it's the weather. It's beautiful, but. though. The the renderings are just, uh, you know, I love the fact, uh, you know, you go by Johns Hill Park, right? And you look at what that has been transformed into. And, and I love the architecture. And I know people will go, oh, why the fancy? I, it, look, if you're showing up to learn every day and you're going into a dynamic building that's creative and speaks to the, that side of your brain and what it looks like for the neighborhood, I mean... You know, it's a win-win-win as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And I don't know if you've been by uh, the new Dansby site. Um, I went by just the other day, and it is just beautiful. Just beautiful. And and so, uh, obviously, is there a timeline for, uh, you know, that building? And I know weather will play a role in that, but when are you expecting it to be complete? Well, first, let's say right now we're on schedule. Okay. So everything's been laid down as far as the schedule. We're still there even with the inclement weather and, and the contractor, Brian Russo has done a great job of kind of winterizing and weatherizing the site so they can keep moving even when it gets a little muddy. Yeah. Um, but right now we're, um, the original schedule was to complete that at toward the end of 2024. And uh, right now we're on schedule to do that. So. All right. So uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So uh, how do you keep all, you, you know, do you have a big board? Do you have a big like map, like a heat map uh, of just, you know, where the hot flashes are, where all, I mean, it's a lot. You got to count on this guy. I, I count on my team quite a bit. Um, and I actually have a calendar, you know, the big desk calendar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really just my little pencil pad to keep everything going so right. I can see it all at all times. But like uh, Ken says, it's really your staff that keeps everything together. And I happen to have a really great staff. Okay. So uh, the master plan for facilities, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, I don't know what people expect out of hundred year old buildings. You, you know, they're only going to be, you know, uh, good for so long. And we, we learned that the hard way, mm -hmm. right. Uh, in the summer of, of last year. Um, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, like why, you know, that wasn't known or, or, you know, I, we can go back and talk about that, but what are we doing moving forward? Uh, you, you know, about looking at all the buildings that are mm -hmm. under your jurisdiction, where are they? What kind of shape are they in? What's mm -hmm. the long-term plan so that we don't end up fighting with the state and parents and everything else and have to make these last minute decisions like the money. That's what we're doing. Okay. And, and, and how, how intense is that process? I mean, uh, you know, how many buildings are we talking about? Every, every building in the district is in play. Every property in the, in the district is in play. So uh, this is going to be a pretty comprehensive study that we're doing, and it's going to take into consideration a lot of factors, a lot of people aren't even aware of. But we're going to look at each facility, what its capacity is, um, you know, if, are there any structural issues with those, what do the grounds look like, 
Um, what's the ultimate need as far as space allocation? Um, Curriculum-wise, what are we looking to do with that? So there's a lot of facets to this, and that's where Dr. Clark mentioned we're going to bring in people from community. I mean, part of it's economic development. Um, the big th- the word that keeps coming up, and I think is a great word, is sustain- sustainability, mm-hmm. because this is something that you know is going to move dis- Decatur forward for many many generations yet. So um, it's going to be a we're hoping it's a very well conceived plan that's going to have a lot of it's going to make some changes probably. And hopefully those changes will ultimately for be for the better of the entire community. Well, and I think that there's so many factors now with just, you know, the what's happened over the last 15 years as far as a development of technology supersedes what happened the previous 50 years, right? Uh, uh, the lesson I learned when I was on the Decatur Public Schools Foundation Board and we were buying Promethean boards, you know, which was the big thing originally. And at Eisenhower High School, one side of the hallway had to turn theirs off uh, for the other side to be able to power theirs up. Now, I mean, I think if you told people that, they wouldn't believe it. But right. but that was built for 1960s technology. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I jokingly say, but it's true. Um, you know, in some of these buildings, they gave us two outlets per classroom because that was plenty. Right. Well, two outlet two outlets now doesn't even handle, you know, the things on one person's desk. So, um, yeah, infrastructure, it's all about infrastructure. Um we just there's a lot of decisions to be made moving forward because yes, um, this whole change in technology and the way a classroom operates that's changing uh, exponentially. It's not a linear path that we're on. So, um, and we can only anticipate that that's going to continue. So, how do we anticipate that? How we move forward for that? So, there's a there's a lot of a lot of decisions to be made. All right. Well, let us know what this process looks like and when, and if you want public involvement or however we can help, you know, to facilitate that. Uh, I'd like for people to buy in and lean into DPS 61, whether you have kids in there or not, whether you've been in one of these buildings in 20 years or not, their success is our success as a community. And you ought to be invested, whether you have a personal investment or not, because as DPS 61 goes, Decatur goes. And I don't think that's an overstatement. That is correct. All right. We appreciate it. It's all about education. So about the kids and, and kids, you got, I got bad news. I walked out. Dr. Clark says, Oh, I love snow. <laughs> <laughs> and so do I. So uh, there you go. I'm just saying <laughs> maybe a long winter for you all. Uh, all right. We appreciate it guys. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Newhoff media podcast network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.